Oh, God is good. God is good. Who's ready to just um, devour some of the word? Yeah, praise God. Look, we've been on a journey over the last three weeks in um, understanding God. And, uh, you know, I hope you can fully appreciate that, um, you know, this grey matter that we have up here, um, our finite minds uh, will never fully understand God, okay? Because um, finite can never understand the infinite, okay? The corrupt can never understand the incorruptible. And so there's this tension in us. But part of our journey for this last uh, month or so is just trying to help us develop uh, a, a pathway uh, in our own thinking and in our own understanding of, of our relationship with God. Because understanding God is not about knowledge. You got that? Okay, turn to the person next to you and say, it's not about knowledge to understand God. It's about your heart. It's about the relationship. It's about the connection. Because if it was about knowledge, all we'd need to do is, is go to Bible school and, and we'd have it down pat. Okay? But many people understand the Bible better than me. There are a lot of academics and a lot of scholars that understand this book better than most of us. But it doesn't mean they fully understand God. Because outside of the relationship with God, this means nothing. Okay? It's, it's just you may as well read it as a novel. You just may as well read it as um, something that is good in, in historical value. Uh, and, you know, we can, and I'm not saying we discount all that, but I say it, we do it in the context of a relationship. And so this, um, this journey that we've been on for the last four weeks is just looking at this, um, you know, that in reality, we can never fully understand. It goes beyond our finite mind. But he has revealed himself, hasn't he? He has revealed himself to us, and we know him as Father, as Saviour, and as Counselor. And that's what we've been um, looking at, focusing on. And so when we speak of God, we immediately think of God the Father, don't we? It's a sort of the default um, thinking that we say God and we think of this, um, you know, whatever you picture him as, as this old man sitting on a throne in heaven, dazzling white, hand on scepter, okay, um, the elders and the angels circling the throne. That's the image we get of God, don't we? It reminds me of um, who was alive in the 80s. Yeah, okay, half of us. All right. Um, there was a pioneer, uh, there was an ad for pioneer stereo systems. You remember that? And the throne was just full of these pioneer speakers and bass amps and all that thing and, and just music was pumping through it. Uh, and, and there was this, this old man sitting there, um, big beard, uh, and he was just pumping out this heavenly music through this sound system. And, and that's the image we often get, isn't it, of God when we say, who do you think of when you think of God? But we've been looking at Mark 12.30. In, in this journey over the last four weeks. And Mark 12.30 says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Okay? There's four areas. We began looking at the heart of God, His desire, the very purpose of all that was and is and is to come. Pastor Ian Miller came and he challenged us in our in our understanding of the gospel message. And what really hit me about that was when he asked a question, do you really believe the gospel? Now you might think that's a dumb question, 
Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. Why would I even be asked that question? But then I, I thought about it and I thought, do I really believe the gospel? Do I really believe that outside of salvation, people are heading to eternal destruction? Because if that was true, then everything within me would scream to everyone that walks past, you need Jesus as Savior. And that has really challenged me because the heart of God is that he would be reconciled to his created masterpiece, you and I, everyone around us. Then Pastor Steve shared on the mind of God and he shared on the impossibility to fulfill the great commandment in our own ability, in our own strength and in our own knowledge. Last week, I shared on the body, the soul of God, pointing to Jesus who is the Christ, who came as God in the flesh to reveal the Father to us. And in his own words, he says, if you truly know me, then you know the Father. You see, in our quest to understand God, we need to know Jesus. Because God the Father is revealed to us in the person of Jesus. But then it goes one step further. And we want to look at that today. We want to look at the part of the commandment which states that we need to love God with all our strength. Okay, Now again, we can look at this and we can automatically think that it's something that we need to strive to attain. Yeah, you can listen to me here today and you could go home thinking, I've got to love God with all my strength. But what does that actually look like? Well, let me tell you something. It is not something that is physical. It's not talking about physical strength. It's not talking about mental strength or spiritual strength. It's something, you know, we can automatically think it's something that I've got to tick a box on. It's something that I've got to be able to achieve on a regular basis. And so what does that look like? Does that mean I need to pray more? Does that look like I need to read my Bible more? Does that look like I've got to attend church more? But you see, if that's the line of thinking we have, all that does within us is create a works mentality. And who knows that everything about following Jesus is not about works. It's about faith. It's about reliance. And this is what I love about our principle. And it's not about doing. It's about relying on God and following Him. And when He points away, we walk. And when He holds His hands up, we stop. We don't push through barriers just for the sake of achieving something, if it goes against the path in which God wants us to follow. Now, I'm not saying that praying or reading or attending church are bad things. They are very important to us in our Christian walk. But if we look at it purely as a command from a human perspective, then guess what? We're always going to fall short. We're always going to fall short. We're never going to measure up. Why? And you can write this down. This is the very reason. It's because we reduce it to a task and we set it in a time frame. And if everything about our Christian walk is a task set within a time frame, then 
we've got our thinking wrong. After all, how much praying is enough prayer to measure up to all our strength? How much of reading the Bible is enough to fulfill the commandment of loving God with all our strength? Because we could read it 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for the entire year and yet we could still have that sense of falling short. How many times do we need to attend church in order to fulfill the commandment? Again, they're not bad things. I'm not saying that. Don't go home thinking, Rod said, you know, we don't have to pray, we don't have to attend church. I'm not saying that. Hear me on that. But the only thing that can fulfill the all, say all, the all of all our heart and all our mind and all our soul and all our strength is not found in us. Because we are weak. We are frail. We are prone to distraction. But it is found in Him who actually fills us. And who is that? It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And when we come to that understanding that it is Him who fills us that fulfills the all, then we can just say, Praise God. Praise God. Now, it doesn't mean we stop, but it means we trust in Him. We rely on Him. We follow His direction. It's the Holy Spirit, the exact replica, the paracleta of the Son, Jesus Christ, who has revealed to us the Father. And His three scriptures that I just want to touch on. 2 Corinthians 6.16 Write these down and study them at home yourself. As God has says, I will live with them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Who is this falling upon? The emphasis of this, who is it falling upon? It's not us. It's not I will do X, Y, Z, and then God will come and walk. I will do it. It's like the scriptures in Ezekiel where, where, where the prophet says that, that God has spoken to Israel and says, guys, you need to change your heart. You need to change everything you're doing about your, um, about your religious ways. You need to give me yourselves. And then a couple of chapters later, he turns it all around and says, I will give you a new heart. I will put in you my commandments. And so there's, there's these things that God reveals to us in the Word and all of a sudden we probably get freaked out and say, well, I can't do that. And yes, in your own strength you can't. But Him who fills us strengthens us to fulfill it. You got that? You understand where I'm coming from? John 14, 7, Jesus said, If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. And then Luke 24, 49, I am going to send you, Jesus said, what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. You want strength? 
What is strength? Strength is power. Strength is ability. And so here is the key to loving God with all our strength. It is waiting for power from on high. The gift of God that Jesus said would be given in his name just as the Father promised. It is a fulfillment of what Jesus spoke in John 14 and we looked at John 14 last week as well. But in verse 23, thanks guys, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. Who heard that already this morning? You got that one. All right, that's what we teach. Our children and some of us adults might be wise to learn the same principle. That if we love him, we obey his teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. In verse 26. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. Say all. All things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave you. My peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. My friends, if you find yourself in times of trouble, who do we turn to? Do we turn to our knowledge? No, we turn to he who has filled us with all, everything. We are lacking nothing, my friends. When God lives in us, does God lack anything? Is there anything that is unfulfilled in Christ? Is there anything of his commandment that has not already been met in the work of the cross and in his resurrection? And yet we're always thinking, I'm no good. I'm fallen short. And yes, in our own humanity, that is true. But when Christ is in us, we are perfection, personified. We might act like it all the time, but that this still doesn't detract from the fact that we now, as Pastor Steve shared a couple of weeks ago, have the mind of Christ. Okay? So we have the mind of Christ and we have the strength of the Holy Spirit. What is impossible for us, what is always possible with God. And this is where we come in our understanding of God. That we just fall upon Him. We rely upon Him. We throw up our hands and say, Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation. Please help me. Guide me, Holy Spirit. Is it left, Holy Spirit, or is it right? Is it yes or no? Sometimes we just want to rely on our cleverness. Or we want to rely on, you know, what are they doing? I'll just follow that same path. It worked for them, it'll work for me. Mm-mm. Joshua found that out. Okay. When he overtook the armies 
one way and then he tried it again the next time the same way didn't work why because he relied on his cleverness he said yeah i know what to do here god you just you take a break i'm going to do this the way we did it last time and what happened <laughs> smashed okay loving god with all our strength means we fall upon him just as Joshua was told to be strong and courageous, Jesus tells us to not let our hearts be troubled and not to be afraid. Let's break this down to a few bite-sized pieces, shall we? Always remember this. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Romans 8. If God is for me, who actually has a tenacity in the Spirit which adversary which I face actually has a tenacity to stand in my way? Now, you might think that's arrogance, but it's not. It's actually standing in your authority. And we can face any situation, any trouble in our life, and we can say, God is for me. You get out of here. You cannot stand against me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. God's got my back. He stands with me in all areas of my life. Here's another chunk. My struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's actually against the powers and principalities of this dark world and against the evil of the heavenlies, the spiritual forces of the heavenlies. Ephesians 6. Therefore, it is not a matter of physical strength. It is not a matter of mental strength, but it is reliant on the power that comes from above. And when we have the Holy Spirit, we are on full charge. We are on full charge all the time. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't fluctuate, does he? He doesn't up and down. He's not in and out. He's there. Fully available. Fully reliant upon. That is why Jesus said to his disciples, Guys, you've been with me for three and a half years. You've been in the master class of, of, of Christianity. You have graduated with a degree. I have been your teacher for three and a half years. And what's Peter do? Chops off an ear. Wow. Bottom of the class, Peter. Okay. He acted like he knew nothing. He learnt nothing. Jesus knew this. He knew it just wasn't upon his knowledge. It just wasn't their knowledge. It just wasn't their experiences of the last three and a half years because they saw it all. They saw the miracles. They saw Jesus exercise his authority. Jesus says, guys, you just wait until you have been clothed with power. My friends, if we are going to love God with all our strength, you need the power of God. You need the Holy Spirit. John fourteen twenty three. Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. You saw the table I shared last week. 
See, this reveals the heart of God. It reveals that God, his heart is reconciliation. His heart is to reconnect. His heart is to see everyone saved. Some of you may think God is slow. But God is not slow as we would think, but he does not want anyone to perish. This is his heart. Faith in Jesus, having the heart of stone replaced with the heart of flesh, being reborn so that we can beat as one with the Father. The heart of God. Loving God with all our heart. Verse 26, it goes on to say, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. This is the mind of God. Understanding the Father's heart. So not only are we coming now from, from connecting with God's heart, we are now looking to understand his heart. With revelation, with knowing Jesus, with having our mind renewed. Because when our mind is renewed, then what flows from that is a transformed life. See, a lot of us are so busy trying to transform our life, but we're doing nothing about our mind. Guys, we're trying to push a cart with square wheels. It's just too hard. Okay? Being studious, yes. So that in knowing Jesus, we will know the Father. This is loving God with all our mind. And then loving God with all our soul is expressing God's heart. Healing in every way, not just of body, but of mind and of spirit. Believing in Jesus. And what I mean by believing in Jesus is actually expressing and following his commandments. If you love me, you will obey my teachings. Now we can speak that. Yes, God, we love you. Yes, Lord, we want to follow in your ways. Yes, Lord, we will be obedient. But our actions actually contradict our mouth. See, loving God with all our soul is about how we express. It's about ensuring our life is productive, connecting with the body of Christ. That is the church. So that together, what does it say? We build one another up into the fullness of him who is our head. John 15, 4, Jesus says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You've heard this scripture before many times. But for us to bear fruit, we must be in Christ. And then he leaves us with these words, verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The strength of God. You know what best expresses the full power and the full strength of God in our life? Joy. Joy. When our life is full of joy, there is nothing better. We are living in the full strength of God. Because if our life is not at peace, if we are not at rest in our heart, joy escapes. And so what we tend to do is get busier. 
We try and do more. Mm, maybe I haven't, God's not happy with me, so that's why my joy's not here. Maybe I need to do something more. Tick off, get on his good side again. Come on, that's how we think sometimes, isn't it? Let's not fool ourselves. But actually loving God with all our strength is just being able to find peace. And in finding peace, we have rest. And when we are restful, come on, when you're fully rested, you're pretty joyful, aren't you? You're pretty happy. Life's pretty good when there's that peace in our heart. My friends, I want to encourage you this morning to love God with all your strength is pursuing God's heart and having a heart of peace. Having the Spirit of God make us strong so that we can fulfill all, all that we have create, been created to be. Being empowered through the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill everything God has called us to. Let me finish with just these few words. In all of this commandment of loving God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength, we see the, the Trinity, the Godhead, the three as one at work. The execution of the great commandment is seen ultimately in the Holy Spirit who is a gift from the Father and is sent to us in the name of Jesus. If we are going to fulfill it, we need every aspect of the Trinity present in our life. Without him, we don't stand a chance. We fell short before, we're going to fall short again. Any other way is doomed for failure. It is only in Christ, with Christ and through Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can ever hope to achieve this commandment. Read and study the Bible, yes, but let it be from a fruitful expression of your desire to know the Father, not as a set task to fulfill a duty. Pray and fast, yes, but let it be from a desire to draw close to God, expressing your love and respect and honour for our Almighty God. And do not like, be like the hypocrites who stand up and make long and drawn out prayers just to show off their supposed knowledge. Or well, their supposed holiness. Even Jesus expressed frustration at this. But let's do it because we just want to draw into him. Attend church, yes. But let it be out of your love for one another. Let it be so that we can contribute. Not so that we can feel good about ourselves and say, yep, that one's done for the week. I'm a good bloke. No. Let it be for the purpose of encouraging one another. And my friends, this cannot be achieved by sitting at home and watching some famous preacher on TV. It actually can't even be fulfilled by coming to church late and leaving straight after. Ouch. That one hurt. In it. Because how much interaction have you had with everyone else at this moment? No. And I, and I, 
I don't share that in a sense of condemnation, but I share that in a sense of being part of a church is not just about sitting there in those comfy chairs and singing praise songs and listening to a preacher. It's about connecting with one another. I really encourage you, come a little bit earlier. Stay a little bit longer. I know there's things to do and I understand that and often I've left straight after because I've got somewhere that I need to be. I understand all that. But how about we say, hey, how's your day going? Let us come singing spiritual songs. Let us come with a word for one another. Let us come with an ear to hear one another. And let us come with a heart to inspire one another. It's who we are, to be as one. Isn't it? Inspiring faith, imparting hope, expressing love. It's who life source is. Let your talk be sweet and in love. My friends, we are told that every commandment found in God's word hinges on loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength. And it hinges on loving one another as you would yourself. We can try in our own strength, but we will fall short. We need the Holy Spirit. And I want to finish up this morning before I ask Pastor Jamie to come back up. I want us to consider, have we ever been baptised in the Holy Spirit? First of all, I want to ask, have you received salvation? That is probably the more pertinent question. If you're here this morning, and maybe for the first time you're hearing that you need Jesus in your life to receive salvation, then I want to pray with you. We need to repent before God and say, Lord, forgive me for walking my own way. I need Jesus in my life. If that's you, then I just want to get you to put your hand up and I want to pray with you right now. But I also want to ask all of you, have you received the gift of God that has been promised? That is the power from on high. That is the Holy Spirit. If that is you this morning, then I want you to stand. I want you to ask. As God says... If you ask, I'll give it to you. That's how we know he's a good father. If you ask for a fish, he's not going to give you a stone. If you ask for bread, he's not going to give you a serpent. He'll ask, he'll give you the Holy Spirit if you ask. See, some of us are trying to walk our Christian life in our own knowledge, in our own understanding. But you actually need to hear the words of Jesus and say, stop, wait. Receive the gift of God. Receive the power. Only in this have we ever got a chance to fulfill the first and greatest commandment of loving God with all of us, all of who we are. Praise God. If that's you, why don't you stand? Why don't you stand? Shut up, Matai, can I have you come, please? Just pray. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Guys, why don't you just come out the front? Praise God. Hallelujah. If there's anyone else, come on.
Now's the time. Now's the time. Praise the Lord. He's here. He's available. He says, just ask. And I will give. Praise God. If there's anyone else, you just come. We're not going to labor on this. The opportunity is there. I don't have to coerce you. You just come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Stall. Just pray. Let's reach out our hands. Let's just call on the name of the Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.